If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. Hello, anointed and appointed writer. You have been prepared and positioned for such a time as this. So pay attention to the longing on your heart to write a book. It could be that you already know what you want to write about. It could be that you're just responding to that quiet nudge of the Holy Spirit. But either way, you can trust that if writing a book is a deep desire of yours, There's a reason for that. I tell my clients all the time that if you are willing to collect the dots, meaning to use your lessons and insights and life experiences and scripture references and pull them all into one document, collect the dots, then God will connect the dots. You don't have to worry about how your book will get into the hands of those who need it the most. God will assist you every step of the way. I'm all about the kingdom and contributing to the kingdom as a writer. So I want to help as many people as possible become writers. I consider myself a trainer of trainers. If I can train you to get your message out there for others, then you can train the people that God brings into your life surrounding your particular topic. No matter what the topic of your book may be, you are an expert or at least an experienced person in that area. And if I train you how to write a book, then you become someone who can train others in that particular topic. Today, the presentation that I have for you is called How to Create the Perfect Book Outline. I've worked with hundreds of women who are excited about writing a book, but they're just hesitant about that outline. They're concerned that they don't know how to write a good outline, or they wonder if they even need an outline because sometimes it feels restrictive. Well, Whether you want to write an outline or find yourself resisting the practice of writing an outline, let me invite you to listen to my beliefs about the power of an outline and how you can make your outline serve you and your project the way it's really supposed to. And then at the end, you can decide whether you want to move forward with creating an outline using the steps that I have for you today. I started out as a public school teacher, and I was teaching English to high school students, ninth through 12th grade. I had different grades at different times, and writing an outline was always part of what we did in our learning and as they approached writing research papers and essays. So I know the resistance that comes with wanting to write an outline. It was during my time teaching public school students that the Lord really started shifting my focus to be toward adults because I had 
always felt that I wanted to write a book from the time I was in second grade, but I really felt like a failure because every time I tried to write a book, I would get nowhere. I would just kind of stall out. So even while I was a teacher, I had this dream in my back pocket that it was just like, if I really could do what I wanted to do, it would be to become an author. And uh, four years into teaching, I received the award and recognition of Texas Secondary Teacher of the Year, uh, which means for grades six through 12. And in that role of being a representative of all Texas teachers, grades six through 12, then I started speaking a lot and being in front of audiences and training teachers. And suddenly my teaching wasn't for teenagers anymore. It was for these adults, these teachers. And I realized that I'm training trainers because as I teach these other teachers, I'm equipping them to go back into their classrooms and teach their particular topics. Some of them will be teaching math, science, social studies, and English. But I didn't need to know about their topic. I just needed to help them become a better teacher. And the use of outlines is something that can help anyone in any topic. It just helps you organize your teaching. And then as I stepped more into that role of teaching adults and training trainers, people started asking me, where's your book? We would love to learn more. We want your book. And so I finally wrote my first book in 2011. And since then, I've written five more on various topics from Christian lifestyle, uh, going through heartache and loss, my memoir, a uh, devotional for teachers, devotional for anyone, and also a how-to book for writers. So to give you an overview of how I approach writing an outline, I just want to tell you why it's really important to write an outline. And then I'll tell you how an outline can make your writing easier. And then we'll wrap up with where to begin with writing your outline. But first, let's talk about where people go wrong as they approach their outline. It's all about how you think about your outline. Your feelings about school are valid. If there was a teacher in your life who just kind of deflated the whole outline writing process or made it seem very dull and ineffective, then I get it. And I, I just want to say I hear you because I've been a teacher and I've seen how I sometimes just kind of sucked the life out of a student's joy of learning simply because such a stringent assignment was attached to the learning. So forgive your teacher, take a deep breath, he or she did the best they knew how to do at the time. They made mistakes just like I made mistakes as a teacher, just like you've made mistakes in your life. And so we can forgive them. And we don't have to just throw out the whole practice of writing an outline. What people tend to do when they're approaching an outline the wrong way is to almost, they want to write the outline after the book is finished. That's what I always saw in my students in my class. They would write the whole essay and then turn in the outline afterwards. Well, that's a summary. That's not an outline. That's a summary. Even if you make the bullet points and the Roman numerals that are signature in an outline, it's still a summary if you write it afterwards. The point of writing it before is because it is going to help you write easier. 
So, of course, I wrote an outline for this presentation. And as I did so, I found a fun teaching device that I could use, and it's alliteration. You will do the same thing when you write your outline. You'll find fun teaching and memory devices that you can use. You might use a mnemonic like spelling out a word or acronym, or you might do what I'm doing and use alliteration. But when you write the outline, it helps you to find that teaching device that will help your reader or listener learn the best. So I'll be sharing with you seven words that start with P. And each of these seven P's are the reasons why you can write an outline that's perfect for you. Because there is no perfect outline, even though that's what I've titled this message today. But there is an outline that's perfect for you. So an outline is important because it helps you pace yourself and your pace is extremely important. Have you ever read a book and you just really thought that, wow, the first half was really engaging. It was chock full of information. I was engaged and inspired. But by the time I passed the midway point, the chapter started getting weaker. Maybe there wasn't as much interest every time you turned the page and eventually you put the book down. The reason that happened is because the author did not create a powerful outline. And so the outline wasn't perfect for them. They might have created an outline, but it didn't help them with their pace. When you have a lot of ideas as a writer, you're going to be so excited about those ideas that you'll just present them all at the very beginning of the book. You'll try to get as many of these stunning realizations and insights out as fast as you can at the beginning of the book. And then the rest of the book, you're just trying to fill pages. You can't do that or you'll lose your reader. So instead, create an outline where you can say, okay, this is going to be a stunning revelation. This is going to be an amazing lesson. This is going to be incredible action step people can take and you pace it along. You'll know if you have 12 chapters, you really need a powerful breakthrough chapter, at least every other chapter. And it has to go all the way to the end. So having an outline paces your writing so that you save some of the good stuff for the second half. It helps too with your presentation. That's number two, because if you realize it or not, there is an outline on the very first, second or third page of your book. And that is called the table of contents. That's right. Your cover of your book and your title will draw your reader over or it will make them stop their scroll. But that cover that catches their attention, that title that captivates them to want to know more, that subtitle that draws them in and makes them open the book cover will absolutely deflate like an old party balloon if they get to a table of contents that is not clear and well presented. Most of us look at the table of contents before we'll buy a book. That's why we like that feature on Amazon and Barnes and Noble that says look inside. We want to look inside and see at least the table of contents to say, well, I want what's in chapter four and I'm looking forward to what's in chapter seven and oh, I can't wait for chapter 15. And that kind of anticipation builds excitement to read your book. And so, of course, a reader will buy it. So your outline is not hidden. It's not useless. 
It's actually the most important part. Beyond your cover and title, your outline will be right there at the front. It will be a table of contents. And so you want that presentation of the material of your book to be enticing to your reader. And how an outline makes your writing easier is that it shows you where to place the different things you have planned in your book. Do you have worked with so many writers that from time to time I encounter people that will repeat themselves? They'll repeat themselves with a story or they'll repeat a scripture reference. And the reason they do that is because they don't have an outline in place. They're just wanting to communicate a scripture or to communicate a quote, and they don't realize they've already placed it. If you write a detailed outline that has chapter titles and specific things that you want to include in every chapter, then at one glance, you'll be able to tell, oh, I already used that verse from the book of Romans. Oh, I've already used that quote from Tony Robbins, whatever it is, you want to have a place for everything you're planning to present. Also, having an outline makes your writing easier because it helps you make progress. You can move through your book in different order than just sequential order. And that progress is so helpful because you might wake up one day and be like, uh, I already finished chapter one. I don't want to write chapter two, but like that's the next thing in the document. I'm supposed to write chapter two, but I'm not feeling chapter two today. What I'm actually really excited about is uh, chapter nine. I wish I could get to chapter nine. Well, you can if you have an outline that is linked up in your document so you can quickly bounce to chapter nine. And I write my books out of sequential order. I do not write from page one to page done. And you're going to find that phrase very interesting by the time I get to the end of this presentation. I jump all around my outline and I write where I'm most enthusiastic to write for the day. Here's where to begin when you decide to write your outline. You want to begin with your person. Your person is your ideal reader. Who stands to benefit most from your message? Who stands to benefit most? So, for instance, when I was a teacher and I wrote a devotional book for teachers that was filled with vocabulary about administration and paperwork and hallways and recess and cafeterias and PE class and all of that is going to really benefit someone who is working in education. Do you think the person who is nurse anesthetist, is that person going to be real excited about reading about recess or sending kids to the nurse's office? They'll say, well, that's not the same as being a nurse anesthetist. It's not the same as going to a nurse's office. It's a different kind of thing. Not everyone benefited from my devotional book for teachers. I asked myself, who stands to benefit the most? I realize it's Christian teachers. And then my latest book that is for writers, I, I wrote it with a biblical worldview. And so it's not just anyone who's going to benefit from that book. It's someone who wants to write a book. And it's not just anyone who wants to write a book. It's someone who is a Christian that wants to write a book. That person stands to benefit the most from my book. In fact, I often emphasize that I help Christian women. I also help Christian men. But the thing is, most of my teachings reference women and they stand to benefit the most from working with me. So while, of course, I write books that serve men as well, 
I always have in mind a person who's probably a woman of about 41 years old who's always wanted to write a book, and I write my books to her. So think about your person. Think about then your promise. What are you promising her in your book? What will she get if she reads this book? That promise is, has to be obvious from the moment she takes a look at your table of contents. It's like, okay, so if I pick up this book and if I buy it and if I invest my time, several hours, several days to read this book, what will I get at the end? What will the promise be for me? And once you've decided what you'll get, then you create a pathway for her to get there. Another P word for that would be your process. As an example, with my latest book for writers, the name of the book is Page One to Page Done, a step-by-step -step plan to write, publish, and market your amazing book. Well, I knew that that was my promise to my reader. I was going to give them by the last page a step-by-step -step plan to write, publish, and market your amazing book. And on the inside, my table of contents reflects the process. Step one, step two, step three, step four, and shows them exactly what they need to do to get that result. But listen, that is not the same thing as one of my other books, Keep Going. It's a devotional for Christians. The subtitle is Courage Along the Way, 365 Devotions. So the promise that I am making to my reader is a little bit different from the step-by-step -step plan to publish their book. With Keep Going, the promise is every day for an entire year, 365 days, I will give you courage along the way. That's the promise. But if they read the book, at the end of the book, they will have more courage, courage every single day. And when they look at the table of contents, they could see that I've treated every month as representative of a different fruit of the Spirit. So September is love, October is peace, and so on. And then another one of my books is called Everyday Genesis. The subtitle is Inviting God to Recreate You. So my implied promise to my reader is, if you read this book, by the end of the book, you will know how to partner with God to be recreated. And all the reader has to do is go to the table of contents, and they can see that I've structured my entire book around the seven days of creation. And I talk about how the first day is let there be light, and that's revelation for us when we want to be recreated. And the second day is let there be space, and that's freedom for us when we're looking for recreation. So for every single book, you can have a different person in mind, you can have a different promise in mind, and you can have a different process in mind. But all of that plays together in the outline that you create. My outline for each one of those books began with the person who stood to benefit the most. What would I promise them by the end of the book? What would they get? And what is my process? So just like I've mentioned, all of these outlines that are visible to the reader in the table of contents, I want to encourage you sometime in the next 48 hours, because you'll lose momentum if you wait longer than 48 hours. And this is a pretty simple action step that you will enjoy. So in the next 48 hours, either go to your bookshelf, go to a library, or go to a bookstore, whichever one you want. 
then find this section of the types of books, the, the particular genre that you're planning to write about. Are you writing a how-to? Are you writing a self-help? Are you writing a Bible study? Whatever you're planning to write, go to that section in your own bookshelf, in a library, or in a bookstore, and find five books. Pick up five books. Start with five. Get all five. Take a really good look at the cover. Each one, spend time with each one of those five books. Take a really good look at the cover. Notice the book title. Notice the subtitle as well, because probably the person and the promise are encapsulated right there in the subtitle. It's telling the reader what they're going to get. So look at that subtitle and think to yourself, what is this author's promise? And who is their person? Who is the ideal reader, the person that stands to benefit the most from their message? And then take a good look at their table of contents. Write out their table of contents on your own paper as if it were an outline. And just notice the trends of what is compelling to you. What do you like seeing? That you're seeing the author's outline for their book right there in the table of contents. Notice the way they wrote theirs and notice how they paced themselves. Notice how the presentation was interesting to you. Notice how they placed different information as they wrote. Notice how they created a feeling of progress, not only for their writing, but also for you as a reader. I know that you will start to feel more inspired about your own outline when you take this action step. And if you would like to sample my new book, Page One to Page Done, I have a free excerpt for you. I have taken my own book and taken the introduction and the first two chapters and made it into a PDF that you can enjoy. So that can be one of the places that you look at my title, my promise, and my table of contents. You'll get the table of contents right there and you'll be able to look at how did she create her outline. So to get your free excerpt from page one to page done and the workbook that goes along with it, simply go to page one to page done. That's the number one spelled out, O-N-E, page one to page done. I've enjoyed spending this time with you and I speak life and blessing over you and your kingdom-focused writing project. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.